0: Can you turn it up, Dave? I can't hear the music in my headphones. That's better, my friend. Here we go from the top. Thought thought, box got the world and other things. It doesn't have to rhyme. It's my song I will sing. So put on your listening cap and start listening. It doesn't make a lot of syncopation. Look it up in your dictionary. I don't know, Dave. I don't think that's a take. We better start over. Well, you never know what you're going to get here at Guat.rocks. sky the world and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. This is Season 13, Episode 383. Title... Dr. Price, I presume, Subtitle: I Love Bright Lights. Since I began serving God in dedicated ministry at the age of 17, I have visited a lot of sick people in the hospitals. When I lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I visited a good portion of the key hospitals that existed in that region at the time. On one particular visit, I had to meet up with a church member who was going to have major surgery, as was my custom I made plans with the person to pray for them in their hospital room right before they were scheduled to go to surgery. I was on a tight schedule that day, but made it to their hospital room before they were scheduled to be wheeled down to surgery. When I got to the room, the bed was already gone. They were on their way to surgery. So I went downstairs to the usual holding place for surgery prep. I went back to the holding area, you know, or maybe you don't know, but the prep rooms where they insert your IVs, take your vital signs do any shaving of the body area they're going to cut on if it has hair, et cetera. When I got to the surgical holding area, I couldn't find the person, so I asked a nurse if they knew where the person might be. The nurse told me that the person I was looking for was in another surgery location, which I didn't even know existed. I had never been to that location in the hospital, and and I had been there many times, but she said it was down in the basement. So I hurried through the hospital, went down the elevator to the basement, Finally found the surgery waiting area, no family present. So I asked the attendant there sitting at the desk if she knew where the patient might be. She said they had already taken her back to go through those doors. There were double doors right there. I was expecting to find the surgical holding bays. In a hurry, I went through the double doors and started looking in every room. I heard loud, and I mean loud, music that bordered on heavy metal music just blaring. I thought, who on earth would be playing that kind of music here in the holding area? The next door was open, and I saw this blinding white light. I stopped. That was where the blaring music was coming from. Then I saw people in gowns, masks, and plastic face shields standing around an operating table, peering into the place where the light was shining. The music continued to blare. Then I realized that I was in the actual OR, the operating room. Suddenly, a voice from behind me asked, "'What are you doing in here?' I turned around and it was a nurse standing there scowling at me. I told her I was told to come back here to connect with a church member for pre-surgery prayer. She said, this is the OR. You have to leave now. I said that the attendant outside told me to come back here. In my self-defense, I had never been to this particular surgical area or the waiting room that was attached. Back in those days, I wore business attire and I walked through the hospitals with confidence. I learned you get stopped and slowed much less by people who are geared to intercept people and defray the crowds or visitors when you look like you mean business. I guess that day, the attendant outside who watched the door thought I was a doctor. She didn't ask, and I thought she was directing me to the holding bays and not into the actual OR. My friend, things sure have changed, but I will always remember that blinding white light. To think as I stood at that door, someone was going through major surgery right there. I'm telling you, it was surreal when I realized what was going on. I have red-green color blindness, which is the most common variety of color deficiency in humans. I can't see shades of red and green the same way as other people with normal color perception do. Because of that, I really like bright colors, bright lights. Combine LED lights with multicolors that include blue and I'm in illumination heaven. The invention of LED lighting has been transformational for the world in so many ways. I remember back when I was a kid, my dad said, "Kenny, turn off the lights." Light equals heat. You're not only wasting electricity, you're heating up the house. I can tell you, my friend, that growing up in a hot, muggy Texas environment in the summertime, you did all you could to control the excess heat. LED lighting uses a fraction of the power normal incandescent lights do. It has long life expectancy, and it can be manipulated to provide the color spectrum, etc. I really enjoy my LED headlamp that has that elastic band contraption that holds it to my head, so that my hands are free to work while my spotlight on my head illuminates what I'm looking at. But unlike the miners of old who had these giant cans on their head, I got this tiny little light that just shines so brightly, it makes working in any lighting condition much, much better. So my friend, even if it's taking out the trash to the street the night before trash pickup, you use a light. Here, where we live in Tennessee, we have enough wild animals in the immediate area. I don't want to walk into a coyote on the way to the street. A neighbor just a few houses up was sitting in the backyard with two small dogs, watching them play in the yard and take care of their doggy business, and all of a sudden, two coyotes came over the fence, took off with one of their small dogs, never to be seen again. My friend, bright lights can be your friend. In a dark place, it can help prevent accidents or help control crime. As any cop will tell you, the greatest deterrent to home burglary is a well-lit perimeter. I had the exterior perimeter lit up like daylight in the last location where I lived. We lived in a much higher crime area than we do here today. I wanted to be able to look out my back window or my front window and clearly see if someone was entering our living space. My friend, light is a gift from God who himself dwells in unapproachable light. I talked about that entire truth many podcasts ago, but I've just had this concept of brilliant light on my mind a lot lately. To come to salvation in Jesus Christ, you have to experience the illumination of your sin by the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity. He is the one who shines the brilliant spotlight of God's love on our sin so that we can become aware that there's something wrong, that we are broken and in need of repair. By the illumination of the Holy Spirit, we begin to see clearly that the road we are headed down leads to destruction. We have a sense of awareness that we need rescue from the dangerous darkness we walk in. I'm not seeking to be cerebral or philosophical today. I'm being practical. If we're smart, when God shines the light of conviction and definition on our sin, we'll repent and go in the direction He wants us to go. We walk in the direction of healing and success. God will not force us to receive the light of salvation in Jesus Christ. He'll let us continue to walk in darkness if that is what we want. Or, if we're saved, if we know Jesus Christ is our personal Lord and Savior, He won't strive with us if he's pointing out a dark spot or a dark place in our lives, in that place we call the temple of the Holy Spirit. If we dismiss the illumination, he's not a fighter. He's not going to force the issue. But in rejecting the light of sin conviction, we lose illumination that provides safe stepping and traversing of this wicked and perverse world. Hey, I'm just saying, Friend, when I call a spade a spade, it doesn't mean I'm hopeless about this place called planet Earth. I'm just honest in the assessment of it. Through the power of the Word of God, infusing our minds through reading it and listening to it on a perpetual basis, we can walk precisely and carefully in this world of broken glass and discarded needles. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Friend, if you haven't found Aniko Press on YouTube, you need to check it out. It's a stockpile of fresh bread and light for your hungry soul. I'll have a link to Aniko's homepage in the show notes. You need to click subscribe. Right now, it has 94 full audiobooks for free. My friend, all of these writers are dynamite and powerful writers. My friend, all of these people are people that you need to know, people you need to listen to. D.L. Moody, C.H. Spurgeon, John Bunyan, Andrew Murray, E.M. Bounds, A.W. Tozer, Richard Baxter, R.A. Torrey, J.C. Ryle, John Flavel, Horatio Bonar, and Thomas Watson. I have recently discovered the Puritan writers Flavel and Watson, and I'm telling you, they are profound in their thinking. Also, there are a bunch of good audio Bibles for free in your app store. Your app store should have the Holy Bible from life.tv, Bible.is is a great audiobook. I'll have links for these resources as well. On gotquestions.org, there's a great article on the role of the Holy Spirit. It's titled, What Does It Mean That the Holy Spirit Will Convict the World of Sin, Righteousness, and Judgment? The first paragraph says, in John 16, 8, Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit. It says, when the Spirit comes, He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. In this verse, we see a threefold ministry of the Spirit that is found in the English Standard Version. In this verse, we see a threefold ministry the Spirit will perform in relation to the unsaved world. He will convict the world. That is, he will reprove it or show it to be wrong. This reproof will target three areas in which the world needs admonishing sin, righteousness, and judgment. Friend, I encourage you to click the link in the show notes and read this power-packed single-page document for yourself. I would make one slight correction. It's not just the unsaved world that needs the Holy Spirit's giant spotlight of love shining on sin, righteousness, and judgment. We all need the supernatural illumination to steer our hearts to His pathway of success. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.